Well, hello there. Welcome back to Causey's Conversations. I'm your host, Jared Causey. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. Um, it's a pleasure to have everyone that is listening. Don't know who everyone is. I don't know who's listening. Uh, the stats do not tell me that, but that's okay. Um, I am glad that, um, yeah, for those who that are listening, um, it's not a ton of people. I mean, it's uh, just the kind of my friends on Facebook and family members that uh, care to listen. Thank y'all for for listening. And, um, you know, this isn't about creating a big platform or anything like that. This is just about me sharing my thoughts and being able to articulate my thoughts in a biblical, faithful way and just to, to start a conversation with others that want to partake in it. And so uh, thank you for, for listening to this this conversation that um, I'm going to have uh, with myself in a microphone. Um, and I don't know if you've noticed, um, on the last episode I did, it was an album review of the um, City of Light, Only a Holy God. Um, I, sound, I, I hope I sound different anyway, because the uh, sound um, should be improved. Um, I recently bought a new kind of new set uh, equipment set for podcasting, so I'm really excited about getting this just because it it's a lot better, a lot more crisp uh, than my previous um, equipment, which was pretty much nothing. Um, but honestly, you know, I was like, I'm not making really any money. I'm not making any money from this. I'm just doing this to have a good time and, you know, just, you know, whatever, you know, just kind of to do it. And, um, I, you know, I was like, I still, I don't like the sound. I, I would like to get a new sound, uh, equipment and my pastor, Aaron, he, he had, uh, his equipment and he, uh, texted me the, the, um, uh, Amazon link for the equipment that he had. And then I actually heard, I listened to a little bit of the episode that I did with him. And I was like, man, that sound uh, is just so good. Like his sound is amazing. Like mine's terrible. Like that's the first time um, that's happened on one of these episodes. Usually you know, either both me and my guests, our sound is both bad or it's, you know, whatever. Um, and I was like, I need to get that. Like, and so I was able to get it. Um, came in today um, when I, the day I'm, now this episode is going to be released probably a, a little while after. Uh, I don't I don't know when I'm going to release this one. So whenever you're listening to this, um, I uh, I bought this today, um, and so yeah, it's um, it's good to have actually decent equipment. So, um, but anyway, so this episode that I'm I'm about to do is is going to be very is. It's going to be a hard one for me to do. Uh, I'm not going to have a guest on for this one, obviously. Just going to be me. Um, I figured that if I do one like this, I, it'd be better just to do it by myself this this one time. And if I have a guest on for for this topic or anything related to it in the future, that's great. I'll be glad to have people that either agree or disagree on to talk about it. But as you can see in the title, this this conversation is going to be about the murder of George Floyd. And so, yeah, I, I, you know, you can see in the title, I'm I'm saying George Floyd was murdered, and I don't think there's much of a debate about that. I do know some people, not personally necessarily, but I've I've heard and seen comments that kind of seem to suggest that that Floyd was 
like he, not necessarily that the cops were right, but like he did do something, you know, Floyd did something. So therefore it warranted that reaction, but that's not true. Um, nothing Floyd did deserved that. Um, he shouldn't have been murdered. He still should be alive today. Uh, unfortunately, um, an officer with, um, I don't know what's in his heart. Um, but unfortunately his actions, um, caused another man to lose his life unjustly and i hope the the man that that did this will face either life behind bars or or just the death penalty and i know that's kind of controversial but that's what i believe i mean i think if you take a life you forfeit your own life that's i think that's biblical and i know in our current justice system some people are put on death row that should not be there, I think that's unjust, but that's not what we're talking about. I'm just, I'm simply saying if you murder someone and you actually did do it, it's, you deserve to be, like, your life, you should forfeit your life, and I think the officer should. Um, that's my opinion. That's where I've, you know, and that's fine. I mean, we can we can have a discussion on that, a healthy discussion on the death penalty. Um, that's not what I'm talking about today, though. Um, maybe another time. So, but, Anyway, this episode is going to be, like like I said, it's going to be focused on George Floyd and his murder. And then I'm going to talk a little bit about the responses to this a little bit because I think there's some important things to, to get to. But first off, I do want to say that George Floyd was murdered. I believe that. I think it's pretty, you know, pretty obvious from the, the video that we've all seen. Um, the other cops that are involved, I believe, are, are guilty or, I mean, they're at least guilty of just not doing anything which i think is should come with excuse me some type of sentence some type of charge i don't know um either way they i think they should be either i don't know like in jail or something similar i i don't think they i don't i'd wrestle with if they deserve deserve the same charges as uh other the officer i forgot his name i i keep forgetting what he, what his what his name is but either way um, I think at least they deserve something. I mean, obviously they're fired and they're and they are char- charged with with some uh some type of murder. Uh, I think no, it's uh aiding and abetting. I think which I think is fine. Um, so I, I know some people have pushed back on that a little bit. I, I see what they're saying. I, I Shapiro, I think Ben Shapiro said that like it's gonna be kind of hard to prove that in court, and that might be right. I don't know, but all I do know is if all four of these guys, if not all of them. If like at least one of them does not uh, go to jail, if if all of them except one or multiple of them or all of them are go f- away free, then there's gonna be there's gonna be riots, even more riots that have than that are happening now. <laughs> um, and actually, they're kind of dying down, which is good. Uh, I'll get to that in a second, though. But I did want to start off with that. George Floyd died. He was murdered um, unjustly. It was an unjust uh, shooting and killing. Um, he did not do anything to deserve that. Um, I know they they were talking about possible forgery. Um, I get that. I get that that was, I mean, maybe it happened. Maybe he was, he did have a fake $20 bill or whatever, but that, a lot of us have done worse than that. I'm not saying I have, but, um, I don't think that's that bad. I mean, it kind of is, but it might not even, you know, might not have been, you know, originally his, and he didn't. Maybe he didn't know about it. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what 
you know, we don't even know anything about that, really. All we know is that that's what they claim, and they were in the wrong. I mean, a cop should never put their knee in on the neck of anyone for that long. Or, I mean, even half that. I mean, maybe for like a split second to get them settled, but once they're clearly on the ground and cuffed, just, you know, transport them away, get them out of there, or something. I don't know. I mean, the, the thing is, I'm not a cop, never have been. I've worked in, as a security officer, so I know some of what the cops go through, a little, a tiny, tiny, tiny bit. But I know that there are protocols to go through. And he didn't follow them. And he needs to pay for what he did. I fully agree. So the the people protesting, if they're if you tell me that's all they're protesting, that just this unjust killing of one man. Notice I said man, not you know the color of his skin, man. Um, that's fine. I'm I'm on board. I would be honestly, I would be completely fine with protesting on that. But and the main reason why I have not, you know, either posted anything on social media. I mean, first off, I'm not really on social media anymore except to post my podcast. But the reason why I haven't showed any solidarity with these protesters is because their message is not just simply, oh, we're protesting the death of this innocent man. No, they're they're protesting a much wider issue that has nothing to do with or okay at least there's a a severe or a large amount of uh information that is needed to connect the two messages together and there has not been any message any logical or coherent um there's not a logical or coherent message or uh, connection between these two messages and that message is you know obviously that this police officer white he was racist or he is racist, um, killed this innocent black man because he, you know, of his, of the color of his skin and therefore racism. Therefore it connects somehow to all the other unjust killings of black people throughout history. And we can also compare it to, um, slavery, Jim Crow laws, lynching, all of these things. We can compare that. And I would say that's where you lose me. Um, I don't have any evidence that this police officer was racist. I have no, I have zero evidence. Now you're, you could you could say, well, you know, it doesn't matter if he himself was was racist. It, it, it matters that you know he's a white man that participates in this white system or whatever. Well, first off, you're assuming that that there is this system that is based on white supremacy. Like, first off, that's a big assumption. You have to document that and prove that. Just because there are a majority whites in our country and and in particular our police system doesn't mean that there's white supremacy. It doesn't mean that. And I know the definition of racism in some people's mind has changed. the, The classical definition is when when one individual places undue significance on another person's skin color. And that is absolutely racist. That, that's, that is. But some will take that and then they'll just say, oh, that's just prejudice. That, you know, that's individual prejudice. And they'll go out to say, no, um, 
racism is actually the participation of white people in a white system that works on behalf of white people collectively. So therefore, a black person cannot be racist. That flies in the face of what scripture says. Because you're not talking about sin anymore, really. You're talking about some type of invisible system that we cannot see necessarily that is controlled by this this white narrative or this this white collective and i'll say are racist are they so racist today yes absolutely is racism a race or is it gone do we see the uh, do we still see the effects of racism absolutely i don't deny that at all i think we see the effects of racism in many different ways and I think we see a lot of racists today, too. I mean, when I say a lot, I I don't know. I don't know how, what you'd say a lot, but I mean, there are quite a few, especially in the South, okay? I mean, no offense to people that live in the South. I love the South. I live in the South. But, <clears throat> excuse me, there are racists here. I agree. But I believe that there are individual racists that have prejudice, that look at another person's skin color, um, and think negatively about them because of that, because of that characteristic. And you know what I think? I think that's sinful. Actually, I know it's sinful. It's the sin of a partiality, what Scripture says. And you know what? That that's that could send you to hell. Now I know someone said sin or uh, race racism will send you to hell. And then uh, a friend of mine responded to it and essentially said you know does that mean martin luther and jonathan edwards and all these other guys are in hell and there was essentially a non-answer that was followed up and i'll say look we don't know the hearts of those men and we don't know where they are for sure because we're not we're not god we're not the judge but i would i would say be careful with just saying all races are going to hell like i just i'd be very careful with that you don't you don't know i mean i do know that racism can send you to hell for sure hatred can so i definitely i think we need to be careful with the way we 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 things like that um excuse me i just sneezed i'm so sorry about that it's kind of a good break there <laughs> um so does racism exist yes can racism send you to hell absolutely do people still struggle with racism today and, and, and still need to be sanctified for that? Absolutely. But is America built on racism? Is this just our entire system based on white supremacy? Some would say yes, but I would say you need to give me a little bit of a basis for that position. And the only position, I mean, a few things I can think of, responses to that, and these are things I would say, I used to say when I was, when I was in agreement with the kind of the woke side, um, I used to consider myself woke um, and kind of a social justice uh, warrior. So I, I didn't really call myself that necessarily, but I, I didn't really care about label, labeling myself that. I just... I agreed 
with that perspective that you know systemic racism exists and all that but anyway um the responses i would get i've gotten in the past and i've you know people say well first off you don't understand the experience of black people and i mean yeah that's true i'm not a black person so i don't understand quote unquote a black person's experience that's that's true i guess but that doesn't mean i can't see that racism is happening or there's i can still i am able to understand and comprehend and point out if racism systemic racism exists in our country is racist in the way people say i can i would be able to see that detect that it's not some i mean some people say it's like some type of it seems almost like a conspiracy theory like the system is just it, it comes out of white supremacy it, it thrives on white supremacy those are a lot those are those are very outstanding um uh, those are very outstanding observations that need to be um, proven. I mean, those are that's pretty crazy if you think about it. But the thing is, is yes, black people have their experiences, and do black people experience more racism than I do? Yeah, probably. I mean, I I don't really I, I don't think I've ever really been discriminated against because of my race. I don't think um, necessarily. I. <laughs> I'll be honest. There were times on the basketball court I would be, um, I, there I'd be called different names and said different things because of me being white. So I'm not gonna say I've never experienced race. Maybe I, I don't know. I I don't care though. Like to be honest, I I don't care it what people think about me based off my race. Whatever, that's their business. Um, but I know a lot a lot of like for example, black people say they've experienced racism from cops and stuff like that. I get all that. And I don't want to ignore those experiences. So I can still say, okay, yeah, that happens. Like that does. I agree. Like there are cops that either intentionally or unintentionally will discriminate against black people, either because of their, their skin color or they just had a bad day or whatever. Black people absolutely have gone through that. I won't ignore that. But that, that, does that mean the entire system that we live in is racist. I think that is a different, um, it's definitely a different uh, position. Like you're jumping from one point to another. Like the first point is, okay, black people experience this racism here. Okay, fine. But the next step you have to get to is, okay, that racism is embodied in this system Okay, now we need to go, okay, how is it embodied into the system? Oh, well, there's a lot of racist cops. Well, how many? Well, look at the situation. Look at how many black people were, are shot and killed by the police. Okay, that's when we got to get into the numbers, and that's what I think is important in these conversations. Look at the facts. Look at the facts. Don't just simply assume a narrative because of, you know, that's what you're you, you were told. So, how many, how many people were shot? Okay, this is, how many people were shot by police officers fatally in 2019? It's 1,004. Most of these were armed or otherwise dangerous. Okay, so that's the vast majority of them are. 
So a quarter of these were killed by cops, or a quarter of these were killed are African Americans. So about a quarter were so 235 were killed uh, by cops and were African American. Okay, that's a quarter. They represent about 13 percent of the population. Okay, and I and I know the next response is usually well, that me that means that's you know that's right there as a disparity. That's discrimination. That proves it right there, because um, they are thirteen percent of the population, but they are about twenty-five percent of the m- murders uh, or the um, killings of by cops. Well, first off, if it so, the only reason why that would be an issue is if all of these killings, or at least most of them anyway, um, were unjust. And so, if you look at the studies done. The vast, 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 vast majority of these are involved a person with a gun. Like, so the cop killed someone that, a black person that had a gun. Only nine of these, only nine, which is like about 3% of these black people had or had no gun. And I, I know... This might seem like I'm like, well, Jerry, why are you talking about this now after George Floyd? Like, you just need to be kind and loving and gracious to these people that are mourning and all that. I get that, and I know this is not fun to hear, but just because you are upset about something does not mean I have to agree, be in agreement with you over that. I Now, here's the thing. I hate that this happened. George Floyd was killed. I, I believe it was unjust. But do I believe it's connected to every other black person in America? No, I don't. Because number one, I don't believe that unarmed black people are being killed that much. I'm not. It's not a belief. It's a fact. They're not. They're just not being killed. White people aren't being killed. Like unarmed white people aren't. Unarmed white people are killed more often too. They're so. About nineteen, there are about nineteen white people that were killed. That's about six percent. I mean, so yeah, like that. I get it. It one person being killed innocently is wrong, and it's too many. But that the narrative is there's this huge problem that you know, quote unquote, all cops are bastards. I'm sorry of the for the language. That's that's what people are saying. But that's not true. The vast majority are doing their job. Like, that's clear by the numbers. Now, here's the thing. If you want to say, okay, well, I still believe that that black people are killed more than white people. And therefore, you know, even though they're armed, they're still being killed more often by the police. Um, but, you know, their percentage of the population is 13%. And they're representing 25% of the uh, the people being killed. And here's here's my response to that. A disparity does not prove racism. It doesn't prove that racism exists. It doesn't prove anything in that sense. It only shows you how many people are being killed or whatever. And that and yes, it could mean that there is racism, but you have to again draw this to the point of okay, here is how and why these men are being killed 
mostly men, vast majority are men. Very few women are killed. I mean, period. White, black, Asian, whatever. And this is how they're they're being killed, and this is why. It's because of racism. Here's the data. Here's the proof. And I, I agree. It is hard to prove that, like, verifiably. But the thing is, is we have to, before we come to an absolute conclusion on certain issues and topics, before we throw around the statement that all cops are bastards and this country is based off of white supremacy, before we come to that conclusion, we have to, um, we absolutely have to, to look at the numbers. We have to, to understand what's going on here. Now, I didn't say this yet, but I know this is going <laughs> to, this is going to offend somebody and I've, I really don't want to, but this is these are just the facts. I'm sorry. But African Americans make up 53% of known home homes See, sorry. Let me back up. Okay. Yeah. So African Americans make up 53% of known homicide offenders in the US and commit about 60% of robberies, though they are 13% of the population. Okay. So because, and this is, these are, those are just the stats. I'm not drawing. I'm not saying black people are like, I'm not saying that we should say that these people are bad because they're black or whatever. They're doing this because they're black. I'm not saying that. I'm just simply stating the facts that there are more a, a lot more black people committing these certain violent crimes than white people and Asians and all these other ethnicities. They're the majority doing these things. Now, what does that mean? That means they're going to be in contact in a pretty bad way with the police. And that's just the, the facts. They're going to come in contact with the police. They're going to either get in a fight with them or whatever. And that, to me, explains a lot of the you know, that kind of the disparity, you know, 13% of the population, but 25% of all killings. And then again, people say, will say, well, oh, it's not being killed. They're not being killed necessarily by cops more often or whatever, or they're not being killed innocently by these cops. They're not unarmed or whatever. Usually it's before it's, it's the, they're being roughed up more often by cops. There's, there's less, and, and there are studies done that show that cops will u- be more likely to use a lesser degree of force on the on the black individual versus the white or whatever. <clears throat> That's true. Now, again, disparity doesn't prove racism. We have to remember that there are plenty of disparities in our country. That doesn't mean racism is the reason why. It can be. But again, it has to be proven verifiably through facts and documentation, not experience. I'm sorry, but experience does not prove or disprove anything in that sense. It gives you a perspective of what pe- certain people go through, individuals, but on the whole, does the, the facts have to match the experience. That's just a fact. I mean, when we, when we look at anything... When we look at any study, when we try to verify any claim, we have to look at the facts, the numbers. 
And if we choose to go based off of experience or just accepting what some people are saying, then um, I think that is a sign of postmodernism, to be honest. Now, for those of you that don't understand what postmodernism is, it's essentially the 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 belief that there's no overarching meta narrative. And I know that, like, what does that have to do with this? Well, the the postmodern worldview would basically say that we care more about experience and what people are telling us, like, what they're going through. Like, we should care more about that than facts and, like, actually truth, like, verifiable facts and evidence. And they say that because no one can be objective with the with the facts. And that is true. I mean, you have to differentiate between the conclusion and the fact. Like, so the conclusion being, okay, well, is are, like black people are being discriminated systemically against and by police officers. That's the conclusion. The facts are da-da-da. Like, but the, the facts, the con- conclusion, the claim all have to match up. And you have to essentially connect the dots almost is what I'm saying. Connect the dots logically. And there's no connection logically between George Floyd being murdered and, yes, murdered, killed, innocently there's no connection between that and then this oh all all of america all white people are racist um or they are participating in in white supremacy all these things and then therefore whatever you know there's no connecting the dots there there's only there's experience that people are saying you know i'm being told if you don't listen to black people on this if you don't just listen and accept what they have to say well number one not all black people are saying the same thing and so that's one thing okay i'm not every black person is saying the same thing on this case in fact i would say i mean yeah i'd say the majority of them are, are, are saying that there is systemic racism um I have my theories why that's the case i'm not going to go into that right now uh, that might be for a later episode on some of these other the conversations that we have based on that um but yeah, I mean, like, experience can be a good thing that we need to look at, take into consideration, and especially from the Christian perspective. We have to, we need to listen to people. We need to hear out their experiences. Yes, we should We should listen to them. I mean, perhaps um, they're right. You know, the, the, the conclusion being, okay, all of America is systemically racist. Why, you know, white supremacy is, you know, the basis of everything. Okay. But again, how does your experience connect to that? And that's, the the blank that's there is is not that the experience of black people are are wrong it's that how does that experience prove that claim and i just haven't seen the evidence i know people have talked about redlining and stuff like that um redlining hasn't happened i mean that's been illegal for for years and years and years now so i don't see how you can say that systemic racism now it's not i mean it's illegal i mean what 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 else can you do i mean it's systemic uh, it's banned by the system. <laughs> it's illegal. Um, and also, there's some studies that were done, uh, you know, for, uh, black-owned banks. They were giving out... Uh, so if you don't know what redlining is, it's basically um, the claim that or, that a lot of um, a lot of banks were, were giving out... We're not giving out loans to uh, black people that earned a certain income compared to whites... And they're giving the, those loans to the, the white people. And, and my thing is, like, I get it. Like, I get that the issue there. The point is, like, first off, what's the basis of them not giving the 
the loan to the black person versus the white person giving it to the white person. Also, black-owned banks, they had the same exact rate. Uh, um, they, they gave those loans out to, to black folks the same rating, uh, ratio. The ratio was exactly the same. The percentage was the same. So is there racism from black? Um, I don't know. that. To me, that you're getting into, well, is that racism or not? May or may not be. But again, it's illegal now. Redlining is literally illegal. So I, I don't understand why, how that could, we could still say that's an evidence of systemic racism when it doesn't happen. Another one is there are more black people uh, comparatively uh, based on, uh, on per capita um, they're in jail. Like, and I get, yeah, I get that. I, you know, why is that the case? Is it because of racism? Again, we have to prove it. We have to verify that. You can't just assume it's racism. It could be. But again, I, I don't see the proof in that. Disparity does not prove racism. Again, more black people are, according to the numbers, people are, are saying this, um, have a lower um, income on average. Why is that? Is it because like the system just hates black people and doesn't want them to get good jobs? No. The America I know, and yes, I get it. This is experience now. I get that. But the, the America that I have seen and experienced for myself has been completely different than what I'm, I'm hearing from a lot of people, from a lot of black people. And I get that. So that, I'm, I'm confused sometimes. Like, why is that the case? Why are we experiencing so many different things? Is it because, like, the system is just racist against them? But, again, I've, I've seen how people have treated black people throughout my life. I've I've been through those conversations. I I just I don't understand again if we're going to talk about experience here where is where is that happening? You know, I I don't know a lot of people that have been discriminated against because of their race in terms of like getting a job. I I don't know. I don't know that many. Maybe maybe it happens. I don't know. Personally, I think People that work or that uh, are hiring, they should hire who they want to. That's their that's their um, company. That's their livelihood. That's they built that. That's theirs. That's they own that. I mean, I'm a I'm a good capitalist in that sense. I agree that we should we should have private property, be able to have that, and we should do like we should allow people on our land who we want to. We should allow in our stores who we want to. Now. Uh, and I know that gets in. Well, what about Jim Crow? I mean, yeah, Jim Crow was awful because it, it required businesses to only allow white or blacks, or to at least segregate them and, and such. But that's—I don't think we should have the reverse necessarily. Anyway, that's a different kind of a different topic. That's more of a libertarian type view of of the government. You know what the government should and shouldn't do. And I—I I don't think the government should di- dictate who we hire based on race. I—I don't—I don't think so. I think we should be able to hire who we want to based on our own standards. That's, I mean, it's, that's our business. You know, if, it, if I'm an owner of a business, I'm going to hire who I want to. I don't want to, I mean, affirmative action, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not on board with that. That's another thing. I mean, we have affirmative action in our country. Has it helped? I mean, based on the numbers, it hasn't really. I mean, from what people, people are saying, they're like, nah, it's not helping yet. Why? I thought affirmative action was going to help. 
I guess I, I don't know. Maybe it's it just hasn't been put in properly. I but I, I think the reason is is because um I, I just I don't think that affirmative action is is just um and I, I don't think that it it even works. So that's another thing. Um so yeah, like the kind of the narrative that we're he- seeing from the media and a lot of people is this is all about race. This is all about George Floyd being black and the cop being white. And I'm I'm sorry this this situation is not about that necessarily. It could be. Again, we have to have evidence. We can't assume those things. Now, there's a there's a podcast I I've really loved in the past, and um, they they said something that I just I thought was very unwise. Um, because it's it's very dangerous to do these types of things. So this uh, there's a podcast. I'm not going to mention what it is, but it's a, a podcast I've listened to for a very long time, and um, I've respected these guys a lot. But they, you know, we're talking about this conversation, and you know, they I was right on track with them the whole time. Like, yeah, George Floyd was murdered. It was terrible. They were expressing anger and like over it. I was like, yeah, I, that that's absolutely right. Then they get to the point where they're like, oh, this black pastor, church plant pastor in Detroit says this. And they quoted what he said, and he essentially said that white people need to lame, lame it, like mourn over with, with black people over this. We need to empower black voices. We need to listen, just listen to them. And we don't need to come at them with facts. Like, we don't want to be the fact uh, police. I was like, are, are you kidding me, man? Like, okay, yes, listen. Like, as in, like, if we're, we're wanting to have a conversation with people about this issue, whether or not police brutality, uh, systemic racism exists, or even just the George Floyd situation individually, yes, I want to listen to everyone, whether they're black or not. I'll listen, I mean, whoever wants to have a conversation about it and, and engage about it, I'm good. So listen, okay, if that's what you mean, listen, yes. But most people, when they say listen, they just mean shut up and agree. Don't you dare express uh, disagreement. And to me, that's dangerous. When you have that mindset, that, and that's that's the implication, though. I mean, don't come at me with facts, like... Well, let's look at the facts. We do need to look at the facts. The facts are not everything, but they're a huge part of these issues. The statistics are very important. And we need to we need to look at the statistics. We need to hear the experiences. We need to match them together and see if they, they jive together. If they don't, why? We need to ask these questions. I'm not saying I have all the answers. I'm just saying it hasn't been proven to me that systemic racism exists I cannot say that right now. I, I can't. I won't say it. And so white, a lot of my white friends and family members, I, I'm not saying family, I don't know anyone in my family that says this really. Um, well, maybe I do. I don't know. Either way, just to people in general, whoever's listening to this, <laughs> listen, whoever you are, especially white people, though. We cannot respond to this situation in a way where we say, I don't care about the facts. I just, I want to, 
make you, and when I say you, talking about black people, I want to make you feel good. Or I want to help you feel better about this. I want to empathize with what you're going through. When in reality, they're not really going through anything except some type of belief or emotion that's brought on by a belief that America is just a racist system. I can't go along with that. I'm not going to. I'm not going to stand in solidarity with people that will do that. I think that's sinful, actually, because people are, are, are saying these things without any proof, without any verification. And that's sinful. It's not doing your due diligence. It's not caring about the truth. I'm not saying we know 100% what the truth is here. I'm saying that you cannot simply arrive at the truth this way in the way that most people are are going in this direction. Listen, I used to be there. I used to to assume the disparities meant racism. I used to. I I don't do that anymore because I've realized that's a illogical and irresponsible way of looking at the, these situations. Again, I'm open to changing my position on this. Systemic racism could very well exist, and I'm just not aware about it, about that. But again, I need some type of proof. And everything I read, it's all about the black experience. And I'm sorry, black experience does not dictate truth. White experience does not dictate truth. Latino, uh, Hispanic, whatever... Asian, none of it 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 produces the truth in the sense that it we don't base what we believe uh, about truth on that. That's a very postmodern way of thinking about things. I think we need to be careful. And and my Christian brothers and sisters, all of you, whether you're white or black or whatever, you are to handle this situation honestly. And if you are quick to assume one thing. Rather than asking questions and finding out the truth, you're just, oh, I'm just going to lame it with you. I'm going to mourn with you. I'm going to feel sorry for you. I'm going to apologize for my whiteness. Those are irresponsible and dangerous sentiments because you're assuming America is this terrible system. I'm sorry. I mean, look, if it is, then yes, the riots are at least a little more justifiable or understandable. I don't think they are anyway, but even, even more, even more so they're, they're, um, I would say they're, they're a little bit more understandable in that sense. Like, okay, you're mad at the system. You need to tear it down, but still, I don't know how just that would be, but either way, the, but at the very least, the Minneapolis, um, council, uh, city council saying that, hey, we vow to dismantle the, the police department here. The New York mayor, L.A. mayor, all saying they're going to def- start defunding, defunding the, the police department. Now, if you you really believe that this America is a system of racism, in particular police officers, you need to do what Minneapolis is doing. New York City and L.A. are nuts for doing that, though. Here's the thing. If you pour less money into the police system, that's going to be less training. I mean, less everything. I mean, they're not going to have the resources to make sure that 
police brutality is not happening. So you want the police system to get better, yet you're going to put less money into the system. I mean, you might as well just do away with it at that point. I, I think that's it's more consistent just to be like the Minneapolis City Council, uh, what they're saying. But, again, you are you have to assume that our, our system, American system, is based on racism and all those things. Look, I agree. We have a racist history in America uh, of slavery, Jim Crow laws, etc. But I don't think the founding principles of our country are about are regarding racism or are, are focused on racism or are our founding principles were not in contradictory um, or in support of um, implicitly racism or anything like that. I believe our country is based on freedom and the freedom and rights of, of all people, and we just did not apply that consistently. And it took years. I, I agree. It took longer than it needed to, to for that to, to work itself out. Or not really work itself out, but for that to work out in the way it should. I believe God has blessed our nation. I believe our nation's great. I don't have any evidence of systemic racism, though. The, slavery is a, a systemic racism. It is a law that specifically allows for the ownership of black people. That That is absolutely, that's an example of systemic racism. Jim Crow laws, same thing. But what law today? Point here's the thing, and Shapiro says this a lot. I I agree with him fully on this. Point to me a law that is like it is actual racism, and I I will get behind the protests, and I will help fight those things. But don't give me a percentage. Don't give me disparities, because that does not prove your conclusion. It's still you're still begging the question at that point. And you might, why are you talking about this in light of the George Floyd stuff? That's because the reason why is because the entire conversation has went in this direction on social media. I've literally had so many people that I've I've thought a lot of, respected a lot. And I'm sorry, this is this is me kind of letting out a little bit of emotion in this sense, and I'm, I'm a little bit frustrated with with the situation i'll be honest i'm sure you're surprised a lot of who i think are should be faithful christians or i I thought were are are telling other brothers and sisters that if you are not mourning and you're not speaking out and you're not using your voice and platform to to help black people in this time then you're you're in sin or you, we need to repent of our whiteness. Or I need to bow down before this black person and ask them for their forgiveness. No, you don't. I did not kill George Floyd. None of my white friends, I literally know zero white people that agree with what he did. I don't think any of them would have done what the police officer did. I am not guilty for what that man did. I know people like to point at... The Old Testament, when it comes to corporate guilt and all that, but here's the thing: there are plenty of verses that say we're not, um, we're not responsible for the sin of our fathers. Okay, here's the thing: anytime it talks about oh, we repent of the sin of our fathers, it talks about the sin of our fathers and today, 
those sins that, that our fathers committed, but also the sins that we're committing today. Those are personal sins. It's just saying our fathers committed these sins, and we are today too. We need to repent of them because they're personally involved. They're personally responsible for that. But there are plenty of verses that say if, if you did not commit that sin, you're not responsible for that. And you're not. I'm not responsible for my ancestors owning slaves, and they did. I Am I sad about that? Do I hate that they did? Absolutely, but I can't help it. I did not choose, I did not do anything for that to happen. So there is, in, in no way, shape, or form, do I have any obligation to apologize to anyone in, for something I haven't done. Now, if I have been racist towards someone individually, absolutely. Absolutely, or multiple people. Do I have? Yeah, I, I'm obligated before God and my fellow man to go and reconcile with them. But I'm not. All these videos I'm seeing of these white Christians praying and asking for forgiveness. It it's sad. It's actually idolatry. And actually, in in, in this too, you fear man more than you fear God. Uh, I'll just put it that way and I know that's a little I haven't I don't think I've gotten this hot on this uh podcast but it it really is frustrating I, I pray that Christians will, will rethink how they're responding to this there's a right way I mean should should we listen to black people or anybody else yeah I, I want to anybody that wants to have a conversation let's have it if you want to contact me after this and say, "Hey, look, Jared, I'd like to teach you what what's happening," I'm open to listen. I'm serious. I would love to sit down and talk with you because I, I think these discussions need to happen. But from all that I've read and heard from people, there's no systemic racism in our country, and this there's a a, a myth that our police officers are hunting down black people and killing them. It is not the case. It's not. There's there's just there's so much that I've I've heard either heard about or seen on on social media. I now here's the thing, I have not been on social media much at all, but people still send me stuff. I I hate it, but you know, it's all good. Um I still see some things and I'm just like I'm just seeing a portion. Of what's being said. Now, I want to say this about Black Lives Matter. Okay. Obviously, I do not agree with the premise of Black Lives Matter. Like, the premise is we have a system of racism against black people. Okay. That's the premise. I will, I want to say this about a lot of white people that I'm seeing say this. I, I say, I'm saying, wait, because it's, it is a lot of white people saying this, or just in general, people are saying, well, all lives matter. Okay. Here's the thing. I agree. Black Lives Matter, the movement itself, the statement "Black Lives Matter" it's 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 a dumb sentiment behind it, or whatever. But saying all lives matter does not help at all, at all. Like it's you're just essentially you're not interacting with what they're claiming. They're claiming that systemic racism still exists, and because of that, we need to focus on on these issues and therefore we need to create this hashtag that proclaims that black lives matter because they do and our country needs to to realize this and and change what we're doing in our systems. I mean so 
I I get all that. I get that logic there. Again, I don't I don't get the logic from there to you know looking at the data and and comparing it to that. But based on that, I get why you're saying Black Lives Matter. I understand that. I don't agree that the premise of the whole thing and the premise is not just oh black people matter. Well, of course they matter. We all, I mean, I'd say most people agree that black lives do matter, but the premise of it is deeper than that. That there's systemic racism and injustices. But saying all lives matter does not. Because if if there is systemic racism, then they're right. Absolutely. And I know I haven't really defined... Okay, so when... The reason why I haven't gave, given a definition of systemic racism is because I haven't really heard a good one yet. Except all I can... Th- I mean, the only thing I hear is like... Okay, our... our or the only common thread in the explanations I get are like, oh, we have systems of racism, like white supremacy embedded in our country. But what does that even mean? Like what? Like we have to, there has to be some type of verifiable proof. I keep going back to that because it's so important. Christians, if you ever want to make a claim and you are being asked to verify it, like you have to have some factual logical basis for that. It can't be because my black friend told me. I'm sorry. It just it, that's not a good reason and that's not r- racist for me to say that. Now people will say I'm racist for saying these things and I, you know what I'll say to that? That's a sin to call me a racist for saying that. You're in sin and you need to repent. And that's another thing. A lot of my Christian brothers and sisters uh, a lot of you are are calling other brothers and sisters racist. And you need to stop it. You need to repent from your slander. It, and I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not really sorry, but I'm. I'm getting a little, a little more heated than I, I usually do because, I, it it really grieves me to see. A lot of people that I know and love make these claims. That are so sinful. And. Also, when when my friends tend to, when they see people upset and emotional about the situation, and they're saying, oh, well, yeah, these people are hurting. The the black community is hurting. We need to mourn with them. We need to, okay, I, I get why you would want to do that. When someone's hurting or crying, you want to go and join them. I get that. You don't just go and join them and cry with them. You understand what they're going through. Okay, why what, Why are you crying? What's the reason? Uh, because of systemic racism. Or black, people, black people are treated in this country. Well, how are y'all being treated? Oh, we're being hunted down by the cops and killed. Well, are y'all? Really? Whoa. Like, what? Are you even safe to go outside? I mean, the, it's just we have to ask questions and think things through. Not with emotions, and I get. I'm having. I'm not saying emotions are bad. I'm saying you just. We cannot base what we believe and what we know to be the truth based on what we're feeling inside and our emotions. So that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. Is is the response by these by Christians, well-meaning, well-intentioned Christians, but I, I fear 
what this is going to do is it's going to continue this trend in evangelicalism of anti-intellectualism. I want to share a tweet that I um, I saw uh, a guy named Neil Shinvi. I'm gonna I, I'm going to talk about a topic that I've been wanting to talk about for a few years now, uh, or ever since I've wanted I've done this podcast. I've been wanting to talk about it. Um, but Neil Shinvi is a I would say. He's a ex. I would say he's an expert. I mean, he's not. He doesn't have his PhD in this in this field, but he has written and he has studied and he has researched about this topic. But it's critical race theory. I'm not going to get into what it is right now, but um, that's going to be in a future episode. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna talk about critical race theory. I'm announcing it on the podcast, so I have to do it. Um, but anyway, Neil Shinvi, who has done a lot in this area, he he says. Evangelicals are reaping what we've sown in terms of anti-intellectualism. If empathy and compassion are the only standards by which we judge ideas, and if reasoned critique is deemed unloving, we're doomed. That is so true. Amen. Amen to that. Um, yeah, I can't say it any better than that. He is absolutely right. Um, we as evangelicals have typically been so focused on experience, 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 and any challenge to the mainstream narrative is going to be deemed unloving. And I mean, I'm going to be, I'm going to either receive something from someone or I'm going to, someone's going to think Jared is so hateful and so unloving just because he brings this up. And talks about this in the way he is. And that's what I'm going to say. There's no way we can have a conversation. Because I'm just talking about what I believe. And where I stand. And my logic. How I'm thinking through this. And also saying that people need to repent. For calling people racist. When they're not actually either racist. Or they're not being racist at that time. And so. I know that's going to be a problem for some people. So. Here's a. uh, And I. I'm going to do this when I put out the podcast. Um, there's an article um, written by Heather McDonald in the Wall Street Journal opinion portion of the um, of that media outlet. Um, the title is The Myth of Systemic Police Racism. Whole, and, and then what, like the main kind of uh, subtitle is Hold Officers Accountable Who Use Excessive Force but there's no evidence of widespread racial bias. Okay, that's a, and a lot of people I'm sure have uh, gone on to her about that, but a very good, a very good article. I, I read it and it's very good. Um, the main thing I wanted to point out, and a lot of my, the, what I, a lot of the statistics I got from this, and she cites it in that article. So I'm just going to post, I'm going to share this article because that's where I've gotten it. And I've, I've seen these statistics myself in the studies that she talks about and, and they line up. Um, but I'll put the article there in the, um, show notes. She says a 2015 justice, justice department analysis of the Philadelphia police department found that white police officers were less likely than black or Hispanic officers to shoot unarmed black suspects researched by Harvard economist, Roland Fryer jr. Also found no evidence of racial discrimination in shootings. Any evidence to the contrary fails to take into account crime rates and civilian behavior before and during interactions with police. So, 
um, she she lines out her um, a fairly good uh, a good case, and but with the numbers and stuff like that. That's the more, most important thing we need to look at. Is okay if there's a real problem, we're going to be able to see it in the numbers. Even so, the twenty five percent of black people being killed, the twenty five percent of uh, all police killings are done to black people. Even if that's, I mean, you want to say that's uh, racism. Is that really that bigger of an issue? Is that a, are black people being hunted down like LeBron James said in a tweet? Uh, is do we have that much of an issue to where, you know, we should be rioting, rioting in the streets and defunding our police departments? I don't see any reason to believe that we should. So. So what do I think about the riots? <laughs> Obviously, you could tell I'm not a, a huge fan. I, I think that, you know, a lot of the people that are protesting, I think they should have a right to do it. I mean, even you know when I when Colin Kaepernick did his thing, I, I've always said that he could do whatever he wants to do. He can take a knee, do it. I don't have a problem with you take. I don't agree with why you're taking a knee. I mean, but dude, like, the NFL. I mean, if team owners don't want you to take a knee. You don't need to take a knee, bro. You work for them. Like you that's your employer. I can't just go out and protest at my work of my placement. Now, I mean, I'm working from home right now, so maybe that's different, but I'm not I can't just go and do whatever I want in the in my office at work. I can't. I'm on their dollar. You know? They're paying me to do a job, and if I don't do it, if I'm doing something else. They have a right to fire, fire me. Now, if they are cool with it and fine with it, that's their business. But apparently, NFL and certain teams did not want Colin Kaepernick to do that. He, I mean, that in my opinion, the, I mean, you have to do what the, your employers say. You might not agree with it. Um, just like I don't agree with the reason why he need. But again, this is America. We could do whatever we want. But that doesn't mean we can do what we want without consequences. There are consequences for our actions. And so with the protesting, I'm, I'm in full agreement that people should be able to protest. I mean, people were protesting here in Fort Worth. I know Burleson, there were protests there. There are protests everywhere. I get it, and that's fine. You can protest your heart out in this really hot weather. Go for it. I'm completely – I have no issue with that. I support that. Now, do I agree with the, the reasoning for it and the, the premise of it all? Not really. But that doesn't mean that I can't say, look, I don't agree with their premise. But I still support the right for people to do it. But when it turns into violence and riots and, and hurting other cops that had nothing to do with the police killing of George Floyd, the murder, that's, that's wrong. Not only wrong, it's against the law. And guess what? Many of our the mayors in our country and the cities that are it's happening in all this is happening in the, the governors they're they're cowards. They're not standing up to the mob. They're not saying no. We're not going to allow this. And so this entire situation, I understand, has has taken a turn for the worse. And um, 
a lot of people have made decisions that I don't agree with, but, you know, I believe that God is going to do as he pleases, and things are going to work out in the end. I, I don't think our country is in complete trouble, but it's definitely heading that way. So, but anyway, well, thank you for tuning in to this conversation. Um, hope, hope you have a great week. God bless.